Learn the most empowering hiring techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with your host, Rick Gerard. In 2021, 38 million people left their jobs and found new ones. Now, this accounts for 57.3% attrition in the U.S.-based companies. Now, this is old news. We've all heard it. But it seems the trend continues as 4.3 million people quit their jobs in January of this year as well. A lot of companies are experiencing turnover today, and it makes one wonder who's winning. The companies who are winning today are those who focus on their people, focusing on setting systems to enable productivity, fostering personal growth, career pathing, and quite frankly, listening to what their people want. Gone are the days of providing free snacks and a ping pong table. What people want is much deeper now and it requires more effort. What are you doing that is improving the lives and professional growth? If you're unwilling to provide what they desire, They'll just go somewhere else. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win-win the strongest hires by sharing insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry leaders like our guest today, Mr. Nicholas Vandenberg. Nicholas is the co-founder and CEO of Chili Piper, a SaaS platform helping B2B companies double their inbound conversion rates. Since its founding in 2016, the SaaS platform has thrived with a 100% remote work culture. Now, Nicholas is also a four-time serial entrepreneur in diverse verticals from consumer software to biometrics. He builds his companies under the principles of flexibility, professional growth, and communication, which is what makes Nicholas the perfect expert for today's topic. Nicholas, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to dig into something kind of fun. We're going to talk about what makes people stay or make some jump ship. Some of the challenges that people are having, which I know you're not experiencing today, which I'm sure somebody wants some of your magic dust on that one. And then how to make your company sticky for retention. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. Lately, we've been starting with a hiring story, good, funny, bad, ugly, whatever the hiring story. If you wouldn't mind, just take a minute and share with us one of your hiring triumphs or fails. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, we are 100% remote. Uh, and we also have a strong focus on inclusion and diversity. I'll give more details about it. So, um, and as a CEO, I've uh, made the decision to interview every candidate. So I'm, I'm the last step in every uh, journey. Um, and as you can imagine, now we have 220 people, so I interview a lot of people. So I, I'm never too sure what's going to show up on screen on Zoom, uh, you know, in my next interview. So uh, was a few months back, um, these person shows up, it's a lady, and uh, um, you know, I get introduced and I said, uh, where are you calling from? And she's calling from uh, central Siberia in Russia um, for a customer support job. And I said, great, and, and what leads you to apply to our company? And she said, well, it turns out that uh, I'm gay and uh, my company uh, is actually homophobic. And actually, the whole region is homophobic. So I'm looking for a place that where I'll feel much happier. So I was, um, well, she was heavily qualified, so I was thrilled to offer her a job. She's come on board, and she's been a a top performer with us. Actually, there's a silver lining that uh, she's now, uh, with these events happening in Ukraine and Russia, and as you know, we're very involved in in helping uh, Ukraine. Uh, We offered to all the Russian employees to move out of Russia, and she's now in Buenos Aires, of all uh, places. So we relocated her to wherever she wanted to go, and she picked Buenos Aires. So um, it's really... um, 
feels good to do good in this case, yeah. That is so great. That's a great hiring story, by the way. Thanks for sharing that with us. I think giving people the opportunity is really what, that's the core of what people want today. They just want the opportunity to thrive. I see so many companies that just kind of hold people down. Let's talk about some of the challenges that people are facing today. I know you're not experiencing some of the same challenges as a lot of people with the great resignation. Would you mind sharing with me what you told your investor the other day? Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. I was thinking about investors. Uh, uh... The one thing that's going really, really well is our recruiting process. Uh, we we find all the people we're looking for. And when the, the first one replied, wow, you're the first um, portfolio companies are here saying that these days. And the other guy said, actually, saying that in any time of our portfolio companies. Uh, but it is the case. What, what happened is that um, it's the same thing. Like when, when you decide on doing something that's right, it's going to pay back later. So when Alina, my wife, and I started the company in 2016, she's from Romania. I'm originally from France. Uh, we obviously um, believe that there are smart people everywhere in the world. So we decided that we'd hire smart people wherever they are. And then Alina and I love traveling. Uh, we just love going places. Um, and so we also decided that uh, people could work from wherever they want. Uh, they can move cities, go different countries. So we started with that. We hired some um, guys. The first with an Ukrainian guy who lived in Montenegro and another Ukrainian guy who lived in Lviv and a Romanian guy who lived in Bucharest and the two of us. And we got started. And we've grown to now 220 people in 180 cities and 40 countries. So... When COVID happened, we were all prepared. I mean, we didn't mean to be. We didn't, never imagined something like that would happen. But we were all ready we, you know, to, to work from home, which actually is actually a mislabeled because we encourage our people to find an office where they can work from, and like a we work or a co-working space. But um, it's referred to as work from home. Basically, we we we, we um, so we were prepared, and um, and then when companies asked for uh, their employees to come back to the office, a lot of uh, uh, people thought, you know what, I've had such freedom, I've enjoyed it so much, I don't want to go back to the office. So I've attended, uh, you know, dinners with CEOs complaining about it, saying, you know, I'm bringing back my people, but they refuse to come back, and they're leaving, they're quitting. And I told them, you know, I'm going to tell you, they're quitting to apply to my company because uh, <laughs> they're looking for a company that let them work for forever. And I'm getting, I'm getting a flow of, uh, of new applications, literally. Uh, for that reason. so That is so true. I'm seeing that too. I feel like there's a lot more CEOs with the same haircut that I have now than yours because you were prepared for it. And, you know, <laughs> I, I've got a couple of friends who have been running remote companies too forever. And throughout this whole pandemic, all they did was just pick off really good talent. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, companies are improvised, but it is very difficult. Uh, so I uh, to, to adjust and move to a, a distributed model when you started with a centralized model, because the key is that you don't want a critical mass of people. So you don't want uh, the uh, feeling of being left out. So if you have a headquarters, say, in you know, Austin, and then you have a few people paper around the US, they're going to feel that the other guys are having fun in the office and they're not there. Whereas in our case, there's nobody in central office. It's actually a funny thing, but, but I have about half a dozen additional uh, employees in, in Brooklyn. I'm actually in Brooklyn myself, but they're not in the same office as I am. They decided to go to offices in other places that are closer to them or more friend. Or, so even when we're in the same city or in the same neighborhood, we don't even go to the same office. And the, the logic is we're all in different places and, uh, and we organize to work that way and nobody's feeling different. So somebody, uh, we have people in... Guatemala or Kosovo, they don't feel any different from people in Denver or, or Tampa, Florida. 
they all come on Zoom, they all do their work, and we we all um, on the same level from a, that perspective. So that that I think is a, is a key to making it work really well. This this sense of um, I guess you could call it equality. Um, and then we organize to uh, do everything online. So we have a few techniques that I can go into and how we make decisions and how we involve people that are very specific to uh, remote work and work online um, that make us very effective and hence the uh, the, the model very uh, high performance. You keyed down on something that was really interesting. You said, I've had meetings with CEOs and they're complaining because their people are leaving and you were saying, yeah, they're all coming to me. I think that's something that we all need to hear more of. It's funny because I feel like when I call people to recruit them out of a company, they're all taking my calls for the most part. The ones that are not taking the calls are the ones that are being career path or being taken care of. They really feel like they're engaged in the company. I think that's super important in keeping people, if you care about what your people want and then you're providing them what they want, there's really no reason for them to leave. But if you're so focused in on profits and money and customers and not really taking care of the people first, that's where it becomes problematic for you. So in our case, uh, that uh, whole idea of uh, freedom and, uh, and uh, geographic uh, distribution is one component of uh, what we offer. There are two others that are equally important. The first one is, so the second one is um, professional growth. And we have it now in our, in our core values uh, about professional growth. The, the idea that uh, we have a, a company meeting uh, every Friday and uh, almost every Friday I say, chili pepper is not for cruisers. If you want to cruise, then you can go to the post office or other companies, a lot of companies where you can just cruise along and, and get to your, your time. And we expect you to not only, of course, uh, contribute and have a high performance, but be driven to grow professionally. So grow your skills. So we ask our employees to um, think about how they want to grow. For example, um, if you're a sales development rep, what do you want to do next? Do you want to be an account executive? Do you want to be an account manager? Or do you want to explore other opportunities? So we have them. And then we committed to helping them grow in the direction they've chosen. And we've actually hired three coaches whose job it is to help uh, people decide on how they want their career to go. And the uh, important piece is that um, we accept the fact that uh, maybe that growth path and career uh, plan is best to happen outside of Chili Pepper. So if somebody says, I want to do something, we can't operate, they say, that, that's completely fine. So we don't have, it's, it's, it's as always in life, we don't have a retention target. We don't try to keep people. We just want to help them grow whichever direction they want. And it's a funny thing that everything in life that if you don't have a target, then it works well. You know, like if you don't try, then it just happens, right? So people stay because we, I mean, of course, we are a fast growing company, so we have many opportunities for, for, for our employees. So that's a key part of it. And the third piece is um, around um, inclusion and diversity and, and a key part that we call nonviolence. So as I mentioned uh, in my um, recruiting example, we, we, we have this strong belief that we are all sisters and brothers, whatever country, whatever uh, gender. And, um, and we want to make sure there's never any violence or non-acceptance in what we do. So we actually have invested in it so it's, it, of course invested in recruiting people from all different backgrounds but also invested in training um, around this book called nonviolence communication to make sure that everybody feels welcome and happy uh, in the company and um, look there's a lot 
to do on that front. It's, it's actually uh, both in making sure that we can recruit uh, um, very diverse backgrounds and making sure that we, we help people uh, in this non-violent communication process. Uh, but for sure, we are co committed to it. So um, we actually started this training uh, uh, in, with the first groups like last week around nonviolent communication and, and the inclusion. You're listening to Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Hey, check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find a link to order your copy of Healing Career Wounds. Let it be your startup's secret weapon to landing the strongest hires. Our guest today is Nicholas Vanderberg, and we're talking about, I guess this would really be unintentional retention, right? Because, or is it intentional retention? Yeah, right. I think, I think, I think it's uh, intentional uh, that, that we want to make people uh, thrive at Chili Pepper, and that would result in retention, yeah. And then that's the thing, you know what, you're putting your people first, which I find is very refreshing. And, you know, maybe when you meet with your friends who are CEOs, just let them know, hey, look, at if you put your people first, then you probably won't have these problems. I think we get so caught up in the minutia of the work. Yeah. Funny anecdote about um, putting people first, because, you know, you say that and then you say, well, what does that mean? Uh, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, one guy, one guy pings me and says, listen, uh, I just had a... My nose pierced and I have a, a ring in my nose. And such and such in the company said, I can't do that because it's going to negatively affect our customers. And one of our customers complained so about the pierced nose, right? So, I mean, it happens. You have more conservative customers. who. Uh, so it was, it was a customer success rep and they face him and they get on Zoom and the guy has, has a pierced nose. And so I wrote a memo uh, to the entire company. Actually, guess what was in the memo? What did it say? It says, you guys and women dress whatever the way you want. You be you just show up whatever you way you want, as long as it's not uh, you know illegal. And if a customer is not uh, open-minded enough to accept it, then we lose the customer over losing your freedom. And I wrote the memo, I circulated it, and that's what it was. I said, if a customer, we we will lose a customer over doing something that is wrong. People should be accepting. If you want a pierced nose, you have a pierced nose. If you have blue hair, you have blue hair. Uh, this is uh, 2022, and it's time to uh, uh, be acceptant, accepting of everything. How many people went out afterwards and got their noses pierced and, and went with blue I don't know, hair? but we did, we did <laughs> hire uh, blue-haired and pink-haired uh, employees, yeah. I want to dig into a little bit more about kind of what the steps that you kind of put in place to attract people and to keep people there, right? I think when we talked, you gave me kind of three different areas, flexibility, formalizing your professional growth. You just mentioned the communication, the nonviolent communication, right? Let's start with the flexibility. That's really an easy one for you, but how did you get it right? And what were the challenges in becoming fully remote right off the bat? So I think we, as many things... We got it right by doing the things that we like. So, you know, and, and I like traveling, we have flexibility. So we said, this is how we're going to operate. And we see no reason why our, our employees and our team members would operate any differently. Um, so whenever there was a question, you say, well, how, how would I like it? You know, and uh, so so that, that was um, the operating principle. Uh, every year we take a trip, for example, and we, we take all the company. And the trip, one year, I thought, you know, this year I really want to do uh, the closing of the Pasha Club in Ibiza. Have you been to Ibiza? No, I have not. Uh, well, the Pasha Club is really cool, and the closing is a special night at the end. And I thought that's something I want to do. And then I thought, you know what? I'm probably not the only one who would like that. Uh, maybe the entire company would like that. So that's what we did. 
2019, we went with the entire company to the, the closing of the Pasha Club in Ibiza. And, and everybody was thrilled. And um, I mentioned as an anecdote, because it's really how we operate, we think, what, what, what would be the thing that we would like? And then you get uh, a bit to like it. So from there, we, we you know, for example, vacation policy, right? So the, the right thing is to, some countries have a minimum, like a five weeks, other countries like the US have a minimum of zero. We said, you know what, we're just going to do unlimited so people can take whatever they think is right. Of course, everybody's reasonable, but but uh, now we have managers insisting that people take vacation. So we we've really um, based our policies on what we think we is right and what we think we would enjoy. Um, how we'd like our work to happen. Sometimes I think you know I wish I'd met Chili Piper when I was in my first job in my twenties because it's such a cool job, right? I have um, people, salespeople. One in particular, an account manager who, who did the entire summer last year on a sailboat. So she had satellite connection and she was able to do all our calls from a sailing boat in the Mediterranean. So you get on Zoom, you'd see uh, like Sicily or, or Corsica behind her and, and she did a really good job. And I think, wow, I would have loved to have that kind of a work environment when I started my career. I would imagine if I were a customer and I got that call, I'd be like, wait, you're on a boat somewhere? You're taking my, like, I want to work with you just because of that. <laughs> you're exactly right, Rick. At first, you think, well, isn't the customer be offended that she's on the boat, uh, you know, with the sun and sea behind? But the other way around, I think, wow, this is so cool. I want to work with you. You're exactly right. It is actually a plus on the customer relations side, yeah. It's much better than a fig Zoom background with palm trees. Like that's... <laughs> Where you, you move your head and your head disappears on the palm trees. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I don't have hair that disappears, but yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about professional growth, because I think you touched upon that a bit. How is that an attractor for your company? That's a good question, because at first, uh, we did know how to communicate it. So it's something that you come in, you start uh, experiencing. But from the outside, when we say we focus on professional growth, um, people um, didn't necessarily know uh, what it means. So what we... Um, what we did is that we, we, we formalized it, as I explained, with a, a very clear process of designing what we call a Piper plan, like a Chili Piper, we call ourselves Piper. So everybody has their plan. We have a coach, and, and then we started publishing on, on, the, on LinkedIn, especially, and, and on TikTok and other places that we do that, that we help people grow professionally. And, uh, and little to little... Um, um, it has become known. So now, now I have people applying to the company. It has actually happened yesterday when somebody said, uh, I'm feeling I'm not growing in my current position. And I see that you have this focus on helping people grow. And I, I want to be part, I love your culture. I want to be part of it. So by now, they, 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 they've heard it. They've seen it, seen it enough time from different people. They know it's true that we, we do that. And they apply for that reason to, to be able to grow. And as you know, I'm sure, there are a lot of people who are stuck in a job where they don't feel they're growing, right? A lot of people. So if you if they perceive correctly that you have a solution for that, then they're going to apply. That is so true, especially leaders. I'm finding that leaders are kind of stuck in a spot where they might be able to promote somebody up to delegate some of their work to, but there's really no upward mobility and responsibility with a lot of companies, especially if they're at a large company and they got a chain of command like four or five deep above them. Not much you can do there, right? Yeah. No, today I discovered the, something that I thought had been abolished a long time ago, and that's tenure. 
So uh, somebody who works for a startup and uh, said, why don't you apply for the next job up if it's, the position became empty? And she said, oh, because I don't have a tenure. They ask you for 15 years in, in, in that field of experience and I only have eight years. And that that means nothing. I mean, right, right, right. Yeah, crazy, right? But it, it was actually a tech company that still has, has this principle and, um, and I just couldn't believe it. Look at some of the most successful tech companies that were started up by people that had no experience and they've taken it to these mega unicorn status companies. They didn't have tenure. That's right. When, Zucker, when Zuckerberg says his Facebook, if he had been told, I'm sorry, but you don't have a CEO tenure. You don't have the yeah, sorry, you need to have 15 years experience. I push back on that all the time with clients who tell me we need somebody who's got X amount of years of experience. That doesn't tell you whether or not somebody's good. It doesn't. It just means somebody was nice enough to pay them for 10, 15 years. They could be really good, but then again, they could not. Yeah. So at Chili Pepper, we abolished the annual review, performance review. We, uh, we make sure that uh, there's at least uh, something that, that looks like a check every six months. But the reality is that the performance review is actually ongoing and somebody can get promoted at any time. So it's not on the annual review time that you say, oh, next year. At any time, somebody can get promoted. So is it a surprise you're promoted? Sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. It has happened a couple of times when I go on a Friday meeting and I said, uh, Mary is promoted and Mary hasn't been told. I do that with people whom I know is not gonna, are not going to get a heart attack of a you know, <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> surprise. But yes, yeah, so, sometimes, uh, sometimes I actually surprise in front of everybody. More likely, we surprise them by saying, listen, um, um, you're doing amazing, and um, and um, we're going to promote you right now the, this week. Uh, we have something more formalized. It's called a progression app. So we have actually formalized in each job what it takes to get to the next level. So when people are performing really high, it's very easy to spot that they're not performing at the next in the next boxes, right? Um, but what we do is that we're proactive. We don't wait for for um, people to um, to complain or to go to the annual performance as soon as you get there. The truth is that um, it's a very uh, active uh, labor market right now, as we were saying, right? Talent is in shortage. So the market power in the hands of employees, not employers. And so if we wait and, and keep people unpromoted, they'll get uh, somebody call them for the next job up uh, and, and you know, they'll be at risk. So we don't take that risk. We, and I think it is just the right thing to do. If people are performing at a higher level, you just acknowledge it and give them the title and the money that comes with that higher level. That's how it should be. So that's what we try to do. I can't agree with you more. When we have those conversations with people, hey, I just got promoted. There's really not much you can do. Congratulations. Let's sync up later on down the road. But that person's going to want to stick it out to see. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. If you're going to poke somebody, uh, it's, it's like uh, the wrong timing if it just got promoted. So let's talk about this nonviolent communication thing before we wrap up. What is that? And how do you incorporate that into your interview process or your day-to-day -day workflow? So when we started Chili Pepper, uh, we had the, the first value of the company's help. And it's help our customers, but also help one another. And I kept repeating, um, Every Friday in our company meeting, you know, we violence has, has no place in this company. Let me actually uh, take a step back and, and give you. So you're not going to be hiring Will Smith anytime soon. That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had you, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, all yeah, over the place. Yeah, quite amazing, quite amazing. But to be honest, it, it, 
violence so ingrained in, in human beings that it's, it's difficult to avoid. And, uh, and, you know, we all make mistakes. So I'm not going to throw a stone at uh, Will Smith. I mean, obviously, it's not a good idea people, but, you know, we will lose it sometimes or we may lose it sometimes. But the important piece is that um, um, Alina and I, we're, we're looking at the evolution of humankind. And, and you think, okay, we went from a world where we had slaves, right? And finally, people recognized, no, that shouldn't, that's not right. You can't have slaves. And then, and then we said we, we had... Um, apartheid so like different classes and eventually that was abolished and then, and then women was were given the right to vote which is actually recent it's amazing but it's recent so gradually the the human kind progresses in a way where we understand that we equal and all uh, uh, brothers and sisters and for me the next frontier is actually violence because if you think of it uh, if it's sister and brother being violent towards one another makes no sense like especially killing, right? I mean, that's the ultimate. I mean, I see, I just posted about how Lina gave uh, life to uh, two wonderful little boys. The idea that you're going to go and kill somebody else and deprive life somebody is completely not nonsensical. But even the idea that I would slap you or hurt you is nonsensical. Why would we do that? It makes no sense that we would do that. So I, I, we, we had this realization that it's the next, it's the next frontier to... Uh, I mean, you know, Elon Musk can go to Mars and all that, but on, on planet Earth, the next frontier for humankind is to abolish violence, to finally have, have relationships that, that, that's all uh, harmonious. So that's a grand project, but when we raised 30 million last year, so last March we raised a B round of 30 million. Alina and I went to the board and said, we want to take 1 million of the 30 million, create a foundation and fund, starts small, but start an effort to stop violence in the world. So that's a big picture. Now to your question, uh, how, does that, what does that, how does that apply to our employees? Well, I ran into this book called Nonviolent Communication that explained exactly how to remove violence from um, uh, um, conversations and, and interactions with among human beings with very precise techniques on how um, you can rethink your um, engagement with somebody else to avoid any, any uh, violence. And I, I was floored. It's called Nonviolent Communications. I can't remember the name of the author. Um, he's a fam famous mediator who, who, who passed away a few years ago. So I, w I was amazed, and I thought, you know, this is this is the solution. If we can, if everybody could apply uh, these principles, it would be a different world. So we looked for our trainers. We hired trainers, and now we're training everybody on that book. I'm myself uh, going to go through the training next week, and uh, we have high. Um, intention of uh, of um, of uh, deploying that, that that book and these principles in the company we're getting pretty close on time nicholas what would be two or three key takeaways you can give the audience so they can plug into their business today i think the number one uh, thing that people don't know well enough is is uh, is this focus on professional development like uh, it's like uh, you know if you want to be attractive to candidates the right thing to do is, is work on the foundation and make make your company a place where uh, people are going to grow professionally at the end of the day, that's what everybody aspires. You know, you want you want to to be feel that you're making progress and that you have a a purpose in going to work in, in and a goal. And and so that I think that's the thing we've done really well. And I think that uh, um, is still not uh, well understood by many companies. Nicholas, thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of the audience can find you, your company, and all of that good stuff? Well, the best to come to our website, Chili Piper. So it's a play on world. Some people say, are you guys a chili pepper? And they would say, no, we're not. We're the Chili Piper. Uh, it's a play on world with Pipeline Piper. 
And you're not Pied Pepper either, right? We're not Pied Pepper either. That's right. <laughs> There's actually a band in Scotland called the Red Hot Chili Pipers. They play the chili the pipes. Uh, but um, yeah, on our website, so we have a career page for people interested in, in coming on board with our journey. And of course, a customer page for to book a meeting with us. And we're very active on social media also. So you can come and follow us on LinkedIn and TikTok and Facebook and Twitter. Thanks so much. And thank you to our listening audience for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. After all, this show's for you, and we want to make sure that we're continuing great content that you can plug into your business today. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at rickandstridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. Our guest is going to be Ville Huntu. He is the CEO of Vincent USA. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to hiring success, Rick Gerard.